Grab your popcorn, grab your decapitated head, get your butter, get your bag of blood. This is the 2022 edition of the 31 Days of Dread, where Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your boy here, the film buff, does one horror movie a day. And that's me talking. I'm your host. I'm not a vampire. I'm not. I'm, I'm almost a zombie because I've just been doing nothing but watching these movies so I can discuss them all with you. But here it is, the 31 Days of Dread. Everyone, I am so excited to bring you these movies. We're, we're doing modern-day horror for the first time ever. We're, we're barely even going to hit 2021. We're going to focus on 2022. So roll over in that coffin and let's go. AKA Patters, we're, we're back after a uh, undiagnosed hiatus. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, I wasn't planning on it. We had... So many things again just pop up. We're in full production mode when it comes to the comic book, when it comes to the mini comic book. Doing the live streams of videos are regular and full out rolling on YouTube. Uh, this this is also something that, that has taken me years to get to, to where, um, you know, like I'm comfortable enough cranking out content on on the uh youtube just so we can grow there as well now none of this content is available there and you know that's a part of the big play that i'm doing for 2022 you know marching towards 2023 which is you know to unify a little bit more of my content across all the platforms but thank you for sticking with me thank you for being here i'm your host peter a deluca aka pad the film buff I am buff and I watch films. Uh, if you haven't put that together, the film buff part is literal and figural. Figural. Okay. We're still talking the 31 Days of Dread. I don't care. I'm not giving up on this. We're talking Scream. This is a franchise that I absolutely love. That is so close to my heart in a big way. And I, I'm going to explain that to you. So growing up, like, you know, like I was there for the, for the formation of, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Friday the, the, the 13th, Chucky, Child's Play, Michael Myers. You know, Michael Myers uh, like predated uh, my awareness, but I, I even remember my mother just talking about that movie and just saying like Halloween is like the scariest movie of all time. Like you would hear that from your mother and then your father would tell you that um, – Alien is the scariest movie of all time. And then your grandmother would tell you that Jaws is the scariest movie of all time. But, you know, like I was there for, you'll say, like the fracturing of each of those franchises as well. When they went on for too long, when, you know, like the attempts of a unified story uh, just didn't happen, like with, even with, with Nightmare. The attempts to explain Jason's uh, like power and origin and Friday, uh, you know, you, you Bride of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. You you have to give a lot of credit to um, those three, the Child of Chucky. Like th those are that's a trilogy within that series that worked and it worked in a very uh, spectacular way. I mean, that goes right into the modern day Child's Play USA Network TV show. So. We have Scream, and Scream came into being uh, during my teenage years, during my full awareness of dreaming of what I do now, which is, wow, like, I love movies. 
Uh, I watch movies a lot. I read about movies. I study movies. Uh, I try and talk to my friends about movies. This is all pre-internet. And finding like-minded individuals around you that didn't involve a, a VHS store, a comic book shop, just it wasn't there. It wasn't available. So you, you spent a lot of time in your own thoughts. And Scream came, it came like a hurricane. That's what she said. It was a movie that no one, like no one had on the radar, like within the trades. And Scream just took over the industry, endless spinoffs or, or, or endless knockoffs, you know, as a great horror movie should. That, that's your barometer of great horror is how many people try and rip it off. So, which is a little bit harder to chart today, by the way. That was in 1996. That first screen movie with the brilliant script by Kevin Williamson. See, Kevin Williamson is brilliant. Kevin Smith, because you know, some people kind of will say, don't you mean Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith is not. Uh, that doesn't mean Kevin Smith isn't highly, highly intelligent, that he doesn't do smart screenplays. I, I believe he does. I believe he's a good draftsman. But, uh, you know, or craftsman, but at, at the same time, Kevin Williamson, what he did with the first scream, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's of Hollywood legend and continues to be. So for $15 million, uh, Wes Craven resurrecting his career, Wes Craven was fading quickly into the darkness. They made worldwide $173 million. The follow-up in 1997, just a year later, $24 million budget, $172 million. Now, this is also, we're growing careers, we're growing a cast. Uh, this is a young Hollywood movie. 2000, Scream 3, the amazing wrap-up, because this is a uh, somewhat of a, of a central centralized trilogy. Uh, it was pushed to wrap it up, promoted to wrap. I mean, going back into Screen One, they were like, "This is a trilogy, trilogy, trilogy." Uh, you can contribute Scream to be uh, almost like a part of you know, like you, you would have to do some research. But I, what I remember is all this trilogy talk potentially could be traced to Scream, meaning everything had to be a trilogy. That third Scream movie did 161 worldwide on a $40 million budget. So then 11 years later, we get Scream 4 that continues, we'll call it a curse uh, within the storyline like of the movie or like the, the culture within the movie. The knockoff of Scream is Stab. So the events in Scream inspired Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox to write this book. And the pursuit of that book is, is part of the plot and backdrop for Scream 1, 2, and 3. And then other victims write books, and, and they get TV time. And we have individuals like Cotton, Cotton who is, um, you know, Lee of Shiver, who's falsely accused but he gets his time. He gets his play. He He's trying to get on TV to clear his name. And this is a, a part of the anxiety that runs through the screen movies because we do have a mystery. We have a, a Courtney Cox who, whose mother was murdered. We have a false accusation. Uh, we have a lot of these elements. 
And we say to ourselves while we're watching these movies, and you should say to yourself as you're watching these movies, what would I do? Like, how would I react in this situation? And often we don't get that because we're usually a jaded uh, audience nowadays. Uh, people are too jaded to put themselves into the seat of the protagonist or anyone within the movie for that matter. And then in the third movie, we have Stab. And Stab is inspired by the events of Scream 2, 1 and 2. It's so meta, it's perfect. It really is. Perfect element. And by Scream 4, Stab is getting its own sequels. Stab in itself is a franchise. I believe we're, we're up to Stab 6 in, uh, by Scream 4 2011, which is amazing. And then we get to our movie. By the way, uh, box office, Scream 4, 40 million. Worldwide, 100 million. 2022, we have COVID. We have a streaming drop. We have a movie that, at the time, I didn't know was like, boom. Like, it's here, Peter. Would you like to watch Scream? Like, yes, I would. And, again, this is the power of the streaming apps. This is the power of 2022. This is why um, the films of 2022 is the theme. Because we're doing, we're documenting just these drops uh, right there, and you, you can grab your popcorn, turn out the lights, and you can do it at home. Get your sound bar, get your surround sound, right? Sound bars are as good as surround sound. I don't care what, what anyone says. And you can just lose yourself, and you fade away into the movie. And what we get with Scream, we get a major cast member getting killed violently. We have violent death. We have bloody death. We have this expansion of the first movie where this is almost now a family curse. This is something that these people cannot escape. We do get another mystery. This is uh, why the screen movies work so well. But we also get now uh, what I believe is to be um, the start of a new trilogy. Because in 2023, we're getting Scream 6 by the our, our, Tyler Gillett, who did. Um, and I'm pissed about this. So Tyler, our, our director for both of these movies. Devil's Due, 2014. Uh, I believe I watched that. I'm not 100%. It's, it looks like it's a possession movie. I've, I love possession movies. I'll have to double check. But 2019, uh, ready, ready or not. And I'm pissed because why is this movie uh, not under my belt? I have not seen this movie. This movie got nothing but hype. It seems to be nothing but fun. Huge cast. And then here we go. 2022 and 2023, he is single-handedly bringing back the Scream franchise. And it's in in an insanely intelligent way. It's, it's, it's in a way that goes back to the 96 Kevin Williamson script. And I say the script. Because if you read that script, uh, so much of it is is there. Like, what he wrote is on screen. Two and three, Kevin Williamson rose in, in prominence. Uh, prominence. He, he was also on Dawson's Creek. Amazing. First three seasons of Dawson's Creek, I think, is pound for pound. As good as any melodrama ever in the history of television. But, you know, Hollywood starts to pull away at him. They, they give him, they lure him with projects and accolades and control. 
And a part of what a lot of people uh, at the time, they accused Scream 3 of falling short because of, of the lack of his involvement due to other projects. But again, um, Kevin Williamson is he's a writer creator. He's not a screamer. You know, his entire life is in Scream. Uh, he made a bet. He wrote the script. He got the script pushed through. Everyone around the movie kind of saw what it was, and, and he's one of the lucky ones. But that doesn't mean his entire life is Scream. But what we got with uh, Scream 2022, we got a darker movie. We got a more violent movie. We got a solid mystery. And we had, uh, I hate to say it, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell, they're okay on screen. Um, they have to get killed. And the reason why I say this, because I, I guess like a, th- this is a little bit of me talking. You know, I, I have too much of an issue with some of these aging actresses and, and that they're like comp- repeatedly like pulled on screen, uh, I guess, as a comment against ageism. And I do like I get it. Um, there's lots of sympathy. But, um, you know, I just feel like actresses have to kind of go the way of some of these porn girls where when they when they're aged out of their own industry, they become producers and directors and they run their own production companies and they, they get really big behind the scenes. They, um, you know, create the sets, uh, uh, you know, like a little bit of the model for that. Meaning, you know, they'll buy a mansion and just do nothing but rent out that mansion all day for 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 shoots. So, you know, should a little bit of like you know this ageism argument get applied to that? I really feel like it does because it does take. I feel like it does take you out of the movie when we have a beyond old Linda Hamilton and 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 Terminator. You know, when, when we're kind of trying to use Sigourney Weaver in ways for Netflix Marvel and, and I guess like Avatar, but I guess she's a, a like a computer composite now. It just takes you out of the movie and it's not, it, it's a little bit unfair, but the world's not a fair place that, you know, that happens to women. It doesn't happen to men because men, when men age, they actually I don't know, become men. They, they kind of visually get better looking. So anyway, uh, Scream 2022 is a nothing but huge recommendation. Going into March 10th, 2023 for Scream 6, I really want to just watch all five of these movies back to back to back to back and just get excited just get into it just get into the story arc because that's what we're in we're in an arc and it's again people want to treat these movies as young hollywood slasher one-offs that are just not creative and this and that keep in mind the worldwide total of all of these movies is 742 million dollars and maybe one day we'll do the scream mtv show i believe that's up to season two or three at least season two i'm curious about that as well uh every year that I, when i sit down or the last couple of years for the 31 days of dreads the last two years i wanted to jump on that haven't had the chance uh hopefully soon you know like hopefully going into march of next year we can do like a uh, two weeks of screen 
and, and I'll go through everything again with you leading into the release of Scream 6, which I'm fully comfortable watching one time and talking about it. But for now, we have five amazing movies to, to kind of get us amped up for what Tyler Gillett is going to deliver. Rock and roll. The future of film is horror, and thanks for uh, thanks for all of that, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with me. Getting back to uh, my, my, my point there. The future is horror. The future of cinema is horror. So everyone here, and I've never, ever, in, in all these years, I've never made this request. But everyone that we highlight, every single filmmaker, male, female, ghoul, goblin, you, got, you know the drill. But check them out. Find them on a streaming platform i usually highlight how i watch these movies on which platform even if i rented it or bought it so you guys know a little bit of the price range it's important that we support all of these movies and all of these filmmakers because they are the future the future is horror thanks for hanging out